0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jell. Gray Slide. 50 great. shades of grape. 50 shades of gel. Ah, ah.
2: We're starting another podcast. You guys don't know when I put these out because, you know, I just recorded one five minutes ago and they usually come out like nine weeks after I do them because I I am the editor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, wait, we got to back up. Um, Welcome to another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. (laughs) This is your host, Jim Gray, um, and uh, we're going to start with that stupid, silly question again. I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? I'm Jeff Gunderson. Jeff Gunderson. Jeff Gunderson. From
1: From where? I'm Jeff Gunderson, and I own Vaquero Skateboard Company. We're based in San Leandro. I'm native of Southern California. I'm up in the Bay Area now. I have a team rider that's a native of Northern California that lives down in Southern California. So we Wow, what
2: a mixed-up world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever put on, like, tracker and indie shirts and fight each other? Just, like, just, just because? No. I'm just teasing. We don't you're, need that you're much. You're indie for life. You've got a tattoo on your nutsack. I saw it. I'm just teasing.
1: Um, um, no, that's actually not an indie tattoo. <laughs> um. Wow, so you're inferring I've seen your nutsack. Thank you. <laughs> we, weren't, we
2: weren't supposed to tell anyone. Um, oh, but, are, uh, we, are we recording? We are recording, yeah. So, um, well, welcome. Welcome to the, the podcast where I don't write questions down and I talk to people. Thank you, Jim. Um, you I heard the tail end of the last one I did with Chantel from uh, Breach to Skate. Um, nice, nice girl. Does some nonprofit stuff. Uh, helps out a lot, a lot of kids. Uh, that's what I love about skateboarding. We all do different things. Right. We're all helping out. We're all enjoying. We're all participating. Um, I appreciate you. You've been a, a good resource for me, friend. Uh, when I come up north, taking me to some fun spots the weirdo bowl. Um, took me to Flower Shop. That place was epic. Um, Still. Is. That was just that's lots of life experience right there. Um, <laughs> forget that place is just. Describe flower shop. How would you describe it? You describe it and then
1: I'll describe it. Flower shop is um, fucking rad. (laughs) Raw? It is. It's raw. It's tight. When you figure out how to get through it, it's incredibly fast.
2: Okay, so let's stop first say what flower shop is. Flower shop is a DIY. That's correct. It's actually an older DIY. it's kind of just the outskirts of San Francisco it's like 4 or 5 miles and not even that no it's in the down. city proper yeah but i mean but not in the urban in the it, no it, it's not in the it's, financial it's just district. on the other side of the, of the um, the bay bridge you know a couple of, within a couple of miles and it's yeah uh, i mean you it know it used to be a flower a shop right it was a mart it was an outdoor mart kind of area where people it shopped actually, like it, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah so
1: the history of the structure is that it actually was a flower shop and uh developers started um getting all these empty lots on the backside of like Bernal Heights right and this overlooks Alameda, and, and if I'm remembering correctly uh, but anyways they started wanting to build a bunch of condos and developments up on the backside of this hill and so they built this access road down to a road that already existed and it basically the, the fill for the dirt building the road cut off the flower shop from the rest and made it like it wasn't operating business anymore, but it just made it. So it was just not, you know, back behind this road. It's an obscure little, it's all uh, boarded up. Yeah.
2: Druggy. It's like a druggy den, right? Like, well, it's it's pretty, it's
1: pretty, it's pretty crazy over there now with all the, you know, um, displaced people. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, because when I went there, we were not really at the peak of of homelessness. We no, had, I mean
1: uh, it was still there's a there's a little dirt road back there where there's some artist lofts, and it was very safe to park back there. All the artists were really fucking cool.
2: Yeah, I read that recently. San Francisco is now the capital of smash and grabs in the world. I wouldn't doubt like, it. No, I saw like someone like putting cameras out there, like literally they, they predicted. They bring a car in, and they they leave a bag on the seat, and then like cars run by and look in the windows, smash and grab. It's like it was happening like yeah. In five minutes of putting something out, it was like it was just saying it's the smash and grab capital of the world.
1: Although in 1988, I was in a road trip on a road trip, and we were in the city, and we went to um, El Farolito, 24th of Mission, and we parked, and I had just got like a big, like fucking huge indie banner sticker, like went across the whole back window. That thing was on the car for like a half an hour. We came out from getting fucking burritos. They that peeled shit. the sticker off. Yeah. Wow! Because it was so freshly stuck on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it hadn't been sunbaked or anything. So it's like what, a three or four foot wide sticker? Yeah, going Someone's all like the Walking way.
2: through town with a sticker, they can't, they can't fold over it; it'll be ruined. Yeah, but, it's you know. like I don't even know what you're going to do with it, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you can sell it at Zoomies? Um, wow, shit! Uh, I don't think I'd have been that embedded. was a low yet. joke right there. That was a that was a pot shot. What is um, Zoomies, anyways? Uh, Zoomies. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, Zoomies is a, is a chain of retail stores. I think. Yeah, they were actually started by. They still like thrasher sweatshirts and stuff? Yeah, I think they do lots, like by the millions, mm. tens of millions. It's uh, it's uh, definitely, uh, it's become the largest mainstream
1: outlet for uh, skateboard stuff, I believe. You Did know? they? I thought that was the provenance of the ho- Hobie shops. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they started up in the Washington area, I believe. Uh, and uh, again, I had met the owners many years ago. I sold to Zoomies, like probably Acme skateboards in the 90s, and they were just a little small, had a few outlets and. Who knew they would end up being like a thousand store chain. And um... I
1: mean, yeah. A friend of mine, actually, my best friend from childhood lives up right outside of Seattle. And he was kind of commiserating that actually in all actual reality, like his only skate shop option is a, a Zoomies in a mall. Yeah, and there's for a actually people, no other thing that is left skate that. shops, you know, and, and that's kind of sad. That, it you is know, sad.
2: That, I mean, because there's nothing better on earth than an independent skate shop owned by a skater who like talks to you, share skateboard stuff with you, plays videos with you,
1: encourages Skate shop you to, like, is where we used like, to yeah. go meet up to go skate. Yeah. And we would hang out when we, between sessions and, you know, it wasn't just a, a store where you bought things. It was a, it was, it was a, you know, a good skate shop is, can be the heartbeat of a local scene, right? For sure. And, uh, and, you know, I love shops like that. And it's unfortunate that, Finances and economics have kind of made, you know, running a business like that so difficult, right? Yeah. That the way that people can make money is by going corporate and franchising and blah blah blah. Well,
2: what happens for the for the dealers and believe me, being having been in the skateboard business in the '90s, you know, we really would be like, no, we don't want to sell to you because again, we want all of our independent small shops to stay in business. That was the key thing because when skateboarding takes a dip, the big chains bail out of it. Like if if they're you of know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, skateboarding's off thing. We're putting roller skates in now. I mean, they would just, just like right. that. Well, boom, I mean, back in the
1: seventies, like, right? Um, Every kid had getting like a Montgomery Ward skateboard. and skateboarding yeah. died. Yeah. The only, right? so all, all were those... surf
2: shops and little skate shops and so on and so forth. So, so skateboarding industry for many years held on really tightly to that. We can't, we can't open that up because... It's going to hurt our small guy who we need to be there when times get tough. That's that's what keeps it, us in business. Those are the only guys and unfortunately, be left. I think we've come to a point. And unfortunately, it's the skaters that did it. Skaters themselves, when they built the companies and took over, they're the ones who took it to that next level and said, "No, we want the biggest order we can get." And then that as those chains got so big, there's a point now where. Some guys feel like I, I couldn't say no to Zoomies. I couldn't, you know, there's a thousand locations. I mean, how do I say no when they, you know, their opening right. order is 4,000 boards. And,
1: and, you know, and, you know, if they do, if you do a, if you do one thing and Zoomies puts in one order, that's. Yeah. I did some t-shirt stuff
2: that was not brand oriented, but it's with artists and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, sample orders are like a thousand plus shirts. Right. Know?
1: So um, even if they it, don't take it, you're going to make money. Uh, absolutely and 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 from that end i mean i you know i I guess it's not all negative but you know it's really it's a at this point
2: it's a reality it started out as a negative skateboard skateboard culture had the opportunity to chase it off but they didn't um just like they had the opportunity to keep like what a pro skateboarder was like in control right now what does it even matter right it doesn't matter what name you put on the board it doesn't no one's going to call you out like if you put an amateur skateboarder's name on a board and call it a pro
1: model, nobody cares. You're still not going to sell it it's unless it's. Like, it's not going to sell dots.
2: anymore because it's like, but it's just, but it's not going to sell any less either. Just so many, there's so many names on stuff. Yeah, names aren't the driving force anymore. No. because uh, there's too many names. That's just the reality. I, well, and skateboarders I, I, again are the ones are... that helped drive it. there, not, you know, it wasn't the outside world changing that. It was skateboarders that did it. You know, and it was all. I want to sell 100 boards instead of 50. I mean, so skateboarders' own impatience and greed is what sort of drove skateboarding out of a out of market. Uh, yeah, I mean, market, I, so. I lived
1: it. It's an observation I've made over the years. You know, I've been skating for 47 years. Mm-hmm. So, I'm coming from, you know, I'm not the original skateboarder. I'm not even trying to claim any stupid shit like that. But my first skateboard had clay wheels on it. Yeah, right? mine too. It was roller skate trucks and clay wheels on a, on a like a, uh, some kind of oak deck or something slab of wood. It was actually my dad's. And um, He told me that I had to, You know I used to kick around I was a little kid right a Little baby kid I used to kick around on my knee Blow out the toes on my shoes Like in five minutes You know So my dad was like You you gotta learn And he was a surfer So he had an ethic right And he was like You don't get to do that Unless you stand up Right Oh funny So I actually learned how to Stand up and ride a skateboard And slalom down the street Before my training wheels Were off my bike And The context of that is you know as a kid not as a active you know contestant or participant in that manner but you know i was around it got to see all the first skate parks get destroyed came into my you know sort of you know the teenage years what we used to call a prime in skateboarding Mm -hmm. that's been extended now thankfully um you know when skateboarding was dead like economically there was no parks we still skated you know there were still some pools around there was still s- somebody always had a ramp you know and there was always street spots and there was always this sentiment coming from the old days before that crash that skateboarding needed to be controlled by skateboarders and it was well, skateboarders corporate protected corporate we learned as i was your I, right?
2: mean, how, I mean when did you start skateboarding when i was 1974. Okay. Yeah. And I was 75, 76, but I'm a little older than you. But yeah. yeah. But back then we lived by a very, I mean, if someone was known to be a non-skateboarder, not non-skateboarder, but non like core, non-real in our culture, they were just rejected. Just rejected. Like I'm not buying that stuff.
1: Look, you know? I'm not trying to promote violence or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm saying like in the old days, kooks were kooks, right? but whatever that's just like who's you. a kook right like yeah. you're right some kook it usually is a kook <laughs> who determines who's a kook there's no right? doubt about so, it so i mean but but the thing with skateboarding is there was always that sentiment like oh we got to take it away from the corporate motherfuckers and control it yeah. no, ourselves I agree. I agree and then like you know like a blessing from the sky a, a group of skateboarders that you know did that but then they turned just as corporate as oh, they, the former corporate, corporate, corporate. overlays. And, and now corporate. it's not even really different, no. right? Yeah, no, it's now we are, it, we are just like every the, other culture. Now, but now you have the opportunity to be rejected by skateboarders, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's, uh, <laughs>
2: it's pretty funny. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute. A kook is a kook. Um, and, and skateboarders, I think it used to be, I mean, a little more pure about what a kook was or making a kook, but... Now skateboarders call other skateboarders kooks sometimes, and it's just like, dude. I mean, like, are like how people like will look at like a longboarder and like you're a kook, you're a longboarder. It's like they just chose to ride a longboard. Let them let them live. Like maybe maybe someday they'll decide they want to ride a shorter border or like that. I mean, maybe a longboard fell. I did what Tibs Peris, You know, like Tibs gets a uh, longboarder. Okay, rides like a forty inch border like that. Yeah, one of and my he good friends up north rides big airs and, and yeah, you know, like, Yeah, you know, like whatever, and, like. Are they having fun? Yeah. What's up? One guy's name up there.
1: Oh, and then there's Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg. Not only, not only does he ride longboards, but he. What's Greg's full name? Greg Earl. Greg Earl. Yeah. And what's, what's but, uh, his Instagram? Longboard handle? Greg on he's... Instagram. Okay. Live.
2: And that guy's rad. He, that guy, guitarist rips. in this band right here, Cement Eater. That's rad. No, and he's so he's so good. He's such a ripper on his longboard. I'm like, I love it. Great style. One of,
1: he's the like the raddest skater that nobody can ever sponsor because he has to make his own boards because <laughs> it's not. Nobody else will ride what he rides, so to do like a production run, it just doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, but,
2: that, but and what I love when I when I've met him is just like,
1: dude, I like your style. Oh, yeah.
2: and I love that you ride a skateboard the way you want to ride a skateboard, the style, the approach, and you're having fun. You're the fucking king of the world. And like you're not you're you're the least kook in skateboarding. Yet some other guy thought who thinks he's cool would say, oh, what a kook. Yeah, dude, no, but they don't even know. No, they don't know. That's the funniest thing. Mostly, most kook callers are the biggest kooks.
1: Yeah. Dude, the thing is, too, is, like, that dude right there, like, there's nobody on the planet better to be on a fucking road trip with. He handles his shit. He doesn't get, like...
2: He's a good human, you're saying. He He doesn't get freaked
1: out by the obstacles and changes in schedule and ambivality of, like, being on the road and not having set... Schedules and plans. He just rolls with everything, you know. So, so does he ride a different skateboard than I do? Yeah. Is he? But he rides he, a skateboard. Will he ever? So d- you he ride will, a different skateboard will, than me. Yeah. But, he but will, how much difference Not that much. Not it's not just like a little
2: longer or funkier shape But which I can never sponsor rad. him.
1: I love that guy. I would love yeah. to have him as part of the vaquero team and family, right? But I can't do it because I, I can't. You know, maybe at some point someday. But he makes his own boards. He doesn't need yeah. me, right? That's that, that's well, even that, another let's beautiful talk about ask sponsorship, okay? Because you thoughtful.
2: would like to, you want to sponsor guys because you like them. You hope they're going to help you order it out. But a lot of it really comes down to because you like them. You yes. know what I mean, right? Because let's face it, most people you're sponsoring are barely helping you sell any skateboards. They're helping support your brand. They're helping you have a brand that's legitimate because you have skateboarders. But a lot of, I mean, like say you talk about Rise Above, a little skate shop out in Rialto. Right. Love you, Ray.
1: Uh, you know, the bought best. some boards
2: for you, supporting you. More specifically, because you're an independent small skater, has a group. Probably not because the one guy you sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, it might help, but he didn't buy them because kids are going to rush in there looking for that guy. No. And yet, the world of sponsorship, the you know, whatever, the sponsored guys often act like the only reason a skateboard even sells is because they ride a skateboard. You know, and that is so skewed from the perspective of a small skateboard company owner who's mostly giving product away. Guys, he likes their style. He appreciates their affiliation with his brand because he wants his brand to have cool guys he likes and like that. But in most cases, they're doing very little to sell the product for them. Yeah, they're that's just true. They're supporting the image. And people don't want to face that. They want to make it like, that makes you a bad guy for saying that. No, it doesn't. People buy products for multiple reasons, the style, the image of the brand, the name, meeting the people, you know, some cases the pros that ride for them and they make shitty product, but they have big name pros who earn stuff. That's why some of the biggest brands, I mean, the biggest brand of wheels, we're not even gonna mention their name, primarily suck. They flat spot, they, they're, they're not great. But they have a great image and they can give guys that ride for them 20 sets of wheels. Well, Why wouldn't you ride for them if you can flat spot your wheel any day of the week and have five more sets and have extras to give to your friends and blah,
1: blah, blah. Like so, so. But what about that guy in, in Atlanta that makes Duro wheels? What's up, guy? Uh, in his house. Well, and he wants great. to support a skater, and, and, and that skater can maybe help him grow his brand awareness, right? Because it's not yeah. about direct sales. more no. about brand awareness. No, no right? it's about brand awareness. So that's all. But, that's what I'm if, saying. You're, uh, you're, if that guy flat spots a wheel, he's not going to get another set tomorrow. No. Right? Or he doesn't get 10 sets at a time. No. My riders don't get... I mean, I try to make... You don't I give them a make... stack of boards. You give him a call.
2: Well, because are yeah, a
1: small I, company, you can't
2: give your team writer five boards. You know, if you only ran well, 50, if, if I 10%. give them
1: five boards, then they, they know they're not getting any decks for like another four months, yeah. right? Like, dude, you have to yeah. make a like, no, I get it. help me, help well, me to help you, bad. like try to make these things last a month or so, you know, like anybody can go out and break boards every two weeks. doesn't even matter. Who I, get, I mean, about. again, my whole
2: point with that is that I definitely see sponsorship in a lot of ways, especially in the small independent core brands. It's really about people wanting to give back, wanting to support skateboarders they like, hoping they're going to help their image. It's part of the necessary for their image, but it's mostly the hope and help more so than it is like, like, yeah, this person's going to freaking make me rich. This person's going to make me sell so much stuff because I remember that happens very rarely.
1: You know, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the, I, I try to maintain a perspective, right? I'm a small company with a very small budget. I can't finance pro skaters. But what I can do is help some young ripper with hunger and drive. I can I can help to provide a platform that gets him noticed by like a big factory team or you know something where he can get to that next level. For sure, I will and that's we'll my use Desmond role.
2: as a good example. Desmond right? Lane was a kid you sponsored who you introduced to me. Um, and I sponsored him and he found his way to some bigger names now has a pro model on Madrid skateboards um, which you know it's all so great people friends family yeah. you I know. love those guys um, over but there. yeah but it's uh, and I realize that too you know I've been doing Powerflex the last few years there's you know guys that you, you know at a certain point I've mean, had guys picked off by Deluxe and whatever like that I, I knew once they go they're, once they're big enough and once you've marketed them enough and you've helped them get their name out there um, the big guys just sit there and cherry pick, you know so like, uh, so
1: rather than getting butt hurt about it, I figure I did my job,
2: yeah, well, and, you, and that's you, and- that's
1: vaquero fulfilling the role that you know at least for me, it's my thing, so I get to make it up, but that's the role that I see for vaquero, if we ever catch fire and you know. You know as well as I do the volume you have to sell, even just to break, build. Right? Oh, yeah. Break even, right? Yeah. I made a thousand so skateboards
2: it, a day for years, and I still, in the end, lost money.
1: Right. So, you know. It, it, to actually make money with a, with a skateboard company, the volume has to be huge. And yeah. I, most skateboard brands are
2: passion projects.
1: And, and, and that's what Vaquero is. And it's, you know, if it ever does, quote unquote, catch fire and we start selling a lot of decks my lofty goal is, you know, it would be nice one year if it paid for itself. Ha <laughs>
2: Yeah. You, you and 150, thousand 1, other guys, you know, but that's, but
1: thing. that's really the end of it. I don't need, I don't want to profit monetarily off of this. I don't, that's not why I do it. Yeah. Well, you it's know? not
2: the goal. It's never, profit is not a bad thing to any, no. and I think, you know, like the whole like, yeah, bro, but you're a skateboarder. It's like, yeah, but you know, okay, if you're a skateboarder and you, a liquor store you don't buy a liquor store to give everybody in town liquor you buy a liquor store to sell everybody in well, town liquor it's also and the, you the, have the, a, the, the you hey know. bro
1: guy like what is he yeah. doing how is he contributing is no. he doing anything more than taking what is no. he giving and there's a
2: lot of I guess that's part of the point in talking about sponsors right? there's a lot of taking without even any understanding that's not really nobody's owed anything nobody nobody is is owed a thing but there's a reason people give you stuff is because affiliation builds image affiliation does sell in the long term. But just because you're good doesn't mean you help someone sell stuff. You know, yeah. So you have to learn, even to as a sponsored person, how to respect your sponsors. So how to I, I,
1: back. I have two requirements for team riders on vaquero Two, absolutely, like these are set in stone and, and I will never deviate from them. One, you have to want to ride for this company. I am never going to sponsor somebody that he's, he's I feel like is just using yeah. me for their benefit.
2: Yeah. And we've all seen that. that right? That's definitely a big part of the culture. It, it happens.
1: And then the other thing is, you can't be a specialist. You got you to gotta be a skateboarder. You got to skate curbs and bomb hills and fucking slash pools and skate, perfect skate parks and shitty backyard ramps and drainage dishes down the street to get a case of beer, whatever it is. You mean skate- you don't
2: sponsor kids just who video their latest trick on a rail? Nope. Just that. Yeah. No, Not at and all. I agree. I think that's a, that's a done deal. That's uh, it's been a big part of our culture for whatever, two decades now, all focused on just getting that one gnarly trick in one spot to edit together. And it's like, that's not really skateboarding. Skate, that, that is part of skateboarding. That is one aspect. That's stunt, it's, that's it's, stunt it's boarding. It's a thing. I'm not going to discredit no, no, that. It's gnarly. But it's it's but, gnarly. You know, like,
1: it's stunt boarding. There's it's so rad many stunting. companies out there that for sure there's a company that's down with that. For sure. So, I what I know is that I can stay true to what I want and people will gravitate to me or not. But the, the like minded people, the people that we have synergy with, will will we'll gravitate to them and they'll gravitate to us and we can remain pure and just the world can do whatever it wants you know we just stick to what we do and and at the end of the day when i'm done with all of this laying in my deathbed or you know falling from the sky on fire however i go out uh i can look <laughs> back at it and say and be satisfied that you know i you know didn't allow you know, money or influence to corrupt. Or
2: you didn't chase something. You didn't say, we're going to sponsor this guy because he does what everyone, what what everyone else does and we want to follow everyone. Like, I agree, skateboarding is riding a skateboard. Yeah. A longboard, a penny board, or whatever like that. Yeah, you, you creep into the culture, the friendships, the relationships differently based on what board you ride, where you board sponsor, but they're all skateboards. They all contribute to the culture we have. Even the guy who buys a longboard that you say is at full kookville if he bought it at the freaking skate shop surf shop whatever where you shop he helped keep that place in business which helped keep your scene alive which basically helped you you know what i mean because it helped keeps companies stronger which they can make more product better products so on and so forth. it does benefit you when a guy buys something that is not part of your direct like culture but you know just as us as skateboarders like but riding a skateboard is riding a skateboard. Right. And it's a choice. I, I also, when I did my Acme skateboard thing for years, no, I sponsored pool riders. And I still put guys riding a pool in the back cover of Transworld. Oh my God, I know people cringed. There was times people cringed in 1995 or something like that. I put an ad with a pool rider on it in 95 because it was so not cool to the culture. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but I, these guys are rad skateboarders that I sponsor. I also sponsor street guys and because I sponsor skateboarders. I don't sponsor people...
1: Yeah, culturally. You I, know mean, I mean, when we were in Rialto, there was a guy. He hit me up straight up, hit me up. And this guy, he's a pretty good skater, but you know, I don't, I'm not making. You know, we have our methods, right? But you know, I kind of gave him the same spiel that I that I just said to you. You know, this is I'm never going to sponsor some one hit wonder guy that can't skate everything. Yeah, I'm in my 50s. Dave, who's my uh, capo down south, right? He's gonna be 50 this year. And we skate everything. And if a couple guys in their 50s could go out and hit everything, I, I'm pretty sure a guy in his 20s should be able to. So we just signed a guy up north, um, Simon. Well, yeah. And he's fantastic. So energetic and positive And he skates really fast. And, you know, he wears bright, crazy looking clothes. <laughs> and it's just. You know, he doesn't have any of that doom-gloom vibe. You know, he's really refreshing energy. You know, his energy is really refreshing. And he's a fucking ripper. And he goes fast. So Uh Wait, wait, wait.
2: (laughs) Goes fast? He goes fast. All right, now you make me happy. See what I mean? I mean, to me, any (laughs) form of skateboarding, pool riding, street skating, so on and so forth, it's just good until you go fast. Then it starts getting great. And then when you go exceptionally fast, then it's phenomenal. And then when you go insanely fast and still do crazy stuff then it's like beyond words off the
1: hook like oh yeah now you got me that's, yeah. that's
2: me personally I'm, when, to, I'm when, a speed freak
1: when you feel lucky to live through it that's pretty good yeah <laughs> I, I love that I,
2: anything that even if it's something I have zero interest in skating if someone does it fast i like, cool. You
1: got, yeah, you got my respect yeah I mean if you go to do a, uh, a flip trick on a rail or whatever you know go twice as fast as the, as the last guy and the, the last guy whatever you know or whatever just do it you know and I'm not saying people have to do that but that's just uh, what attracts me right? And me like, too I agree that's like, thing. like I, fast skaters skateboarding is all subjective there's nothing wrong
2: with someone who just rides rails all day long I just will never lie and say I have any interest in right. that it just doesn't the danger to the re, to the joy to me does never has never lined up but to a culture that grew up watching that that's great do it while you can to be a skateboarder when you're still 40, 50, growing older, like you're not going to be kick-flipping and smith-grinding rails. It's no, just but, not, you know, but you skated. may be, if you survive your 20s and 30s doing that, you may be the most ripping guy at the skate park at that point, probably riding the bowl or the flow course or whatever, because that's what your body's going to be able to handle and is, and is going to enjoy.
1: Yeah, so, I was, we were at La Quinta the other day, and uh, I was skating with... Uh, old badlander old first generation badlander guy this guy lee gamer Oh, i know lee yeah yeah 64 years old that's right still out there rolling still feeling the love and the joy is he doing what he did back in the day hell no well, who He's does i don't 64 man i don't I I, I I there's there's stuff i haven't done for 30 years right but he he still he still gets out there and rolls
2: cuz that's the important part i yeah. i literally always joke and say i got three tricks i carve i grind i giggle like a little girl you know it's like um because the most joy I get is going fast. Yeah. So that's my carving. Grinding, because, hey, I still want to feel like I got something. and Grinding just feels good to just get some angst out in the coping. And, you know, it's, it's still some skillful thing. But I'm not really – and I do other things, okay? There's lots of other tricks I do sporadically. But my whole focus on, like, when I feel like a disaster now, ah, here comes a disaster. You know I mean? When I feel like a tail tap, I feel like a, you know, revert. I, sometimes, but in general, just riding my skateboard is where I get my joy. Yeah. You know, and when you let yourself get so caught up in, but you're only as cool or as good as your trick, it's like, nah, eh, not really. Your your trick's only as cool as you had fun doing it. You know what I mean? If you didn't have fun doing it, I don't know. That To me, I lose. I mean, that's, that's, that's great. I mean, I
1: like, like, being challenged. Like, it, yeah, I can get to the point where I'm kind of like, it seems like I'm not having fun. I might be getting a little aggressive and growling and saying, fuck a lot, you know, because I'm trying to hit this. But I'm fully, like, mentally and physically and spiritually engaged. And if I can fucking conquer that at that time, that's, you know... I think all of us that do these types of activities, but specifically with skateboarders, I think all of us are addicted to a little bit of that. You no, know?
2: I, and to different degrees. So much of it comes with your personality. I literally... I, I mean, I guess I, I have a fair natural ability because I can have fun and always seem to do pretty well, right? I don't need to feel like I have to do amazing. I just don't. I, interrupt. I feel like I skate pretty well just enjoying the way I like to skate. And I always know I could do better. I right. always know I could do gnarlier things. But I also always in my head, like, I don't feel like slamming. You know what I mean? I don't, I mean, and, and yeah, I, you know, and it hard. still happens. It happens when I'm not, you know. Even if you're not even slamming. if you're not slamming, but you get tired. You get, naked, you get your shark bite on your ankle. Oh, for sure. Or... And slams <laughs> come when you don't expect it. And that, that's the hardest thing as you get older. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel at 60 like it did when I was, you know, even 35 or 40. I mean, it's just right. taking a, a full body slam into a wall, it, it wakes you up a little bit more. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and, and the thing is, is that, it takes longer to recover, so that's just yeah. that mu- that much more time that you don't get to go skate. Yeah,
2: it does. So I so I but think we all we're all the point is we all do it to the degree that our brain wiring and our body wiring combined do it. You know, yeah.
1: I am a pansy. That's I the still I love to like bomb going. hills, yeah. but you know what? I don't do bomb hills because because you can't
2: control it when you lose.
1: I'll, control. I I I. You know, we've we all been through the consequences when we were young. bomb well, hills no, no, no. and getting high-sided. I only, high side only bombed fucking hills when I was, was very young.
2: That's one thing in skateboarding. I have utmost respect for downhill guys because that shit is ballsy. Oh, I Especially love Especially when yeah. you're talking guys sliding sideways around corners at 60 miles an hour and then straightening yeah. out and continuing to go. Oh, no way. That guy's a coop, ballsy, dude. You dude. Know? Yeah, he's a kook. <laughs> total kook.
1: Such a kook. I'm going to call him a kook because he does stuff that you I, know, don't even you gotta have, I don't you got to be I don't even have them. half a ball to keep up with you know you might be thinking that longboarder is a kook and he could be cliff coleman yeah no it's just, you it's, know he's like okay yeah he's i have there, ultimately respect like, for that but it's the one <laughs>
2: thing like i will ride a ditch a pool a freaking curve i don't want ride rails i don't i mean i used to ride flat rails on the ground when they were there but not much but i mean just i would slide on one like that never did a lot for me but i but i don't have any from a fear standpoint downhill i just don't do because uh, I just don't feel confident in doing something. Because I do like to go fast. You might yeah. know, when I skate, I skate fast. Yes, but when do. I'm skating really fast, I can roll out of a bowl. I can kick my board out. I can usually get yeah. speed doesn't usually transition me. is a nice thing. It's comfortable a different thing. thing to, you have a way you know, to roll like, up to the top, kick your board out. If you're going way too fast, you get out. Right? But if you're going way too fast down a hill, you cannot get out. No. It is like wobble and die, pray just, that you can hold on until you just, slow down enough. Um, it's Tuck and roll. It's way out of my huevo range. How's that?
1: We you know? Dave and I hit this little like reservoir shoot the other day on the way to La Quinta, and he's like, "Yeah, this is fun, man. Like it's good. It's good little warm up before before you hit the combi, right?" And it's just like little drainage. It's not banked. It's just a ninety degree, but it's downhill, right? And the other day, it actually had a tailwind. It's pushing you. So Dave goes and does it all the time. So he's very comfortable with it. I'm like, I'm the guy that finds the rock nobody sees. Right. So I go to drop in, and, you know, immediately I'm like, nope. Right. It took me like, and then I did it again. I did it a couple times, and, you know, but it took me a few times to realize, okay, like I can still go this fast comfortably. Right. Because I haven't done it in a while. You know, but I my the way my brain is, I still just relish the, the memories. I'm just glad I have these memories, right? <laughs> Up in Portland as a teenager, bombing Vista. Man, we'd thumb rides to the top all day long, just bomb down. It was yeah, super so I have of respect for it, but you oh, know, and, and those are just that was just I did La Costa as fun. a kid
2: in the seventies with my brother would go to La Costa and I did that a couple times and
1: literally like swim trunks and
2: slip on shoes and no shirt and someone drives alongside of you you're like you're going 40 and I'm scared
1: to death and like I'm not doing that again you know like, right? like
2: you know, I'm um, lucky I survived my brother got road rash so many times doing downhill
1: oh yeah. I've, I've I've left plenty of skin on pavement and uh, you know it's pretty lame when you're like you know it's like whatever one or two o'clock in the afternoon and you wipe out and you you know you're all sweaty and you make your way down to the hill, and nobody cares that you are really wiped out. There, You guys still go skate, yeah. but you're all fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I
2: would have to say it, in ninety-five percent of every bad slam, road rash, whatever I've taken any kind of skateboarding, usually back on your skateboard about f- five minutes later. You know, right. what I mean, it's like sometimes it's just shake it off way, and I'm like, that, I think that doesn't happen in a lot of uh, in a lot of things
1: well it's nowadays like, it's crawl to the nearest shade tree and lay down <laughs> for a half an hour <laughs> and then and then try to assess right so like, where would you say
2: is your favorite place you've ever skated in your whole life oh my god or top three I don't care just things that like go like well yeah. or, or if, how about let's put it this way. this is a better clear perspective if you could only skate one place like right now everything else in skateboarding goes away and there's just one place you're allowed to go skate where would you skate
1: I wouldn't. I would still go, go skate more than one place. I refuse to be. No, controlled. okay, all right. You know uh, what I mean? no, it, no, it, it, it's Skateboarders are always twisting my do that. question. Okay, yeah, so you're a stop. damn creative
2: skateboarder. I get that. You're gonna ride <laughs> your driveway. Okay, but, no, I'm talking a skate spot like a backyard pool, a skate park, a hill. A you know yeah. your driveway whatever that but nothing else on this earth exists for skateboarding that world a nuclear war you're the only survivor you and your skateboard enough food for a week where are you gonna ride for that week you know wh- where's the one place you hope didn't get nuked with, with you let la- that you land on your skateboard and you you live for that week till you die okay how's that glory hole okay there you go see see what it took to get a fucking answer out of the guy like. Well, but I mean, it's... his one spot that he wants to skate is the glory hole. If the entire world is nuked and he has a week to eat and, until he just dies, he's going to uh, perish at the glory hole. If I only have to... a
1: week to live and there's nothing, if the glory, uh, all I know is I'm not going to not skate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel really bad. I've been
2: a lazy boy, and this thing is this who I am. I'm like I. If it works for me, it works for me like I, I don't literally like kill everything on earth to rearrange all my schedule get. I get usually get the notification when the glory hole's gone down. Um, I consider myself one of the better pipe riders in the history of skateboarding. Um, and I should go ride the glory hole. You should. And I think I would, I would, I would either um, do really horrifically bad there, or I would like leave my memory there and leave my mark. You know, I, just, I know that. I just know that for a fact. and That's how I am as a person. I would suck.
1: I, I would suck or destroy it. The glory has some. <laughs> okay, the like, glory hole has some of my skin.
2: Yeah. I oh, no. And I'm super you know that's have some of my skin. the way it goes. But. I just like this idea of the size. I mean, just the idea of feeling what it feels like to be 19 feet up from the ground when you're oververt, rather than you know. 12 I mean, by the
1: time I, you're you're 14 feet above the bottom of the pipe by the time you hit nine o'clock or three o'clock so it's 28 feet it's 20 okay feet. good yeah so i, I know, joke I about saying what... you could fit three baldies in there yeah but, but you really can't it's, it's well, like two. one it's and a half well baldie's
2: 14 one. to 15 15 is was 20 no no a not 20 oh, I park, i've never seen like, upland skate park was 20 to 22 something like that might have been 22 um but uh, yeah so Baldi I think at max 16 I think Oh, Jesus. I could be yeah. wrong That's a, yeah um, it's almost because I've ridden pipes that are like 18 and they feel kind of tight you know I mean yeah. Baldi's extra tight Baldi is tight it's just big enough I have an 8 foot know. pipe that we
1: hit um, in Castro yeah Island. and I've
2: ridden 8 and 10 and yeah. 12 I mean there's one here in Irvine that's not too far and it's about it's
1: about 12 I'd say you know maybe maybe yeah maybe 10 to like 12 get... It's a different type of ride, though. It's super quick when it's only 12 yeah. feet. Um, it's more like... Uh, I, I try to do like, like a kind of and a big type The original thing or... Upland
2: Skate Park was like about the ultimate size, 20 feet, about twenty twenty two, 22, because um, you have enough room. Because not having flat bottoms... I think one of the ultimate things that could ever be built is a full pipe with flat bottom. Like literally take a 22-foot full pipe, cut it in half, and actually add 8 feet of flat. So now you can s- pump, get that... Re- that, that right. preparation time to get your legs ready to suck up to get higher on the next thing pump down the flat having to immediately shift from one trajectory into an, an immediate other right. and always facing if you lean forward just a little bit you could pile drive that wall it changes how high you can let yourself go so that's so I think why the glory bottom,
1: hole yeah. is different because it's so fucking big you you
2: have time to readjust. Your you legs don't even as you're
1: get you you can't you don't even like start picking up your own speed till you get to eight o'clock. Yeah, right. If yeah. you're down below eight o'clock, like yeah, it's yeah, kind of, you, you'll still go down the pipe because it's I get it angled down, but yeah. you're not building speed. No. right? Because the transitions are so big that they're basically they feel flat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well,
2: and to have fourteen feet to right. get up to middle point, the grade's going to be more gentle too. Really, yeah. but, gentle. but I do believe that. But 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 then when you have to get 14 feet to start getting over vert, having enough speed to get to 17 or 18 feet, you know what I mean? is You, is, you have to be going super ballsy fast. You know, it's like... I'm not um, even
1: sure what the high... Uh, John Worthington has the official high mark kay. at Glory Hole. Yeah. It's, it's fucking high. Yeah. He did that on a... How, on what a, would your guess be that
2: is? above <sighs> the, Is that four feet above the vert line? Is it five feet? Is it six feet? I mean, like... Um, <sighs>
1: because we certainly I went, mean, we went I, 3 I, and 4 I, feet I, above I'm the vert- honestly like it, it you know this is just a guess on my part john's one of the fucking raddest rippers on the planet like i i, I don't want to take anything away from him but that pipe is so big i don't think it's really even i don't know i i honestly think it's like maybe 3 feet above, above. the line yeah it may be only 17 17 and a half feet, I something I like know, that sure. Seven, and it, will, it would always and, and it would you know, away, of, would probably know yeah. and, it would, uh, and it makes but, sense
2: because it's it's also harder to ride out of because the the overall distance that you're having to come down and so on and so forth as well it's it's, it's know, also so.
1: like that pump that you're used to doesn't work on a 14 foot transition yeah. it's it's well, not. It's just different. Well, no. I, I, and
2: again, I'm. I'm just from my knowledge of pipes. The difference between a 12 foot pipe and a 22 foot pipe. You know, okay. I got three and four feet above the middle line at, at you know, at upland and so on, and so forth. But you were that compressed you hard to the wall. Right. You know what I mean. And it helped you in, in your. And you had to be careful because if you sprung away from the wall, you're in trouble. Right. But, but but the full thrust into that wall at four feet above verd gave you just enough trajectory to come down on it when you're when the when the transition's gentle, it's not you're not gonna be pressed against the wall quite in the same way as well. Not at so all. So you're gonna fall away from it a lot easier. So it's a whole different is a method whole different. of how you allow yourself to come out of oververt Right. Uh, so I can see that being the, the real, and, the yeah, real you don't, difference.
1: Yeah, and you can't do like a kick. you got to really actually like, like carve. like Carve. Yeah. And, and you kind of press in with your back foot kind of yeah. hard no, and I drive see, it in. I see
2: it as allowing. It's a big, wide, it long is, carve. And you better let you give yourself enough time to be gently coming down from the carve or you're yeah. going to fall off the wall. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, People do. Like, that's All just nature. I know. I can see it. I, yeah. So my, my whole goal would be carve, 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 carve. Go for the longest, widest. You know, I have a feeling I'd probably go higher backside than frontside. Um,
1: Most people you know, do there. Really, yeah. Joey Vella beca- goes really high frontside. On that, si- on, really on that, front on side, that
2: size, I think it would be more natural. Yeah, it would be like, I mean, carving, it'd be be like carving a cradle, kind of like is that the trajectory of right. Long, drawn out, like you know, I don't carve a cradle, tighten and back down. I carve long and wide to get a trajectory. Right, but I, I can't know.
1: do that same oververt carve front side. Yeah, no, other nor, people nor, nor can, can I. but I yeah, can Yes, no, some can. I Young can.
2: kids because they don't have the fear, or whatever. But my generation, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, a, I
1: it's, think a, it's, a, it's forty more pounds of ass dragging you down. But you know, whatever. Well, like
2: remember the turning point ramp, the plexi ramp.
1: Yeah, I used to loop that per se, which was never an official loop because it was angled, right? Right.
2: But, but, like we, a 60 but we would get angle or something. full vert. But I and, and I've done it front side when I was younger and had enough speed. But I've also done it and like, oh shit, start slowing down and fallen from right. not the top to the bottom, fallen from the top and landed. Like, like on the tranny on the other forward, side, I right? still kept going, I was still yeah. going forward, but yeah, landing like on my shoulder, on the wall, the other side, sliding out of it because you're like, oh shit, I lost my speed. Whereas backside, you get a whole different uh, speed.
1: But you know, so, if I only got to skate the glory hall, I would be sad because I, you know, I want to skate flower shop. I want to skate pink taco. So I don't think we finished know? flower
2: shop. We talked about flower shop and drifted off. Flower shop is, was a, it was a flower shop, oh, yeah. flower mart. It's a DIY place outside San Francisco. Um, it, it's turned super ghetto, raw spray painted, like yeah. DIY craziness in every which direction you walk along the street, you look over down into it. You're like, what the hell? Like just the way you approach it. I remember is like blew my mind.
1: You know, oh, you don't remember
2: when I uh, took you there yeah. and that guy came out of the door. Oh yeah. He lived it was in the sketchy freaking crack lived, smoking room or whatever like that. Well, whatever, no, I mean, like, he know. was
1: living there, but okay. it's like a, that's just another aspect of the spot. Oh yeah. Is it? You yeah, you're
2: riding in someone's house,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, in a I mean, really it's,
1: sketchy little, you know. Yeah, I don't even think it has power, spot. but, you know, it does open up to that field in the back, and it's really kind of beautiful. And, and there's not very many places in San I mean, Francisco honestly, there, like there's that. beauty in the ghetto aspect of it. I mean, I. I just, the
2: rawness is. is it's, be, it's, a, I mean, it's beautiful. For it's me, a, it's
1: very natural looking because I'm like an urban guy, right? Like a yeah, I'm in a suburbanite. I am a, definitely so, a
2: suburbanite. Graffiti to me is still a kind of an unnatural thing. Graffiti um, to me
1: is, I don't know, it's just the wallpaper for the world. Yeah. you, and, know, you know, When
2: I appreciate the artistic aspect of it, I like graffiti. I hate tagging.
1: Yeah, that's just like, it's just a, annoying. Two different yeah,
2: things. Like there, yeah. there. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, you know, that's the thing. And, and you know, Flower Shop is Brad. You know, there's nothing there that's taller than five feet except for the sidewalls, which you can go all the way up to the fucking roof on, or ceiling, I mean. But those transitions are pretty tight, you know, for older guys, like for me, I just like, I, I, I just think it's thrilling to find that, that fast speed line through there. And then there's like tight little pockets where you can just, you know, just do those fun little aggressive slashy turns and grinds and stuff. It's an amazing place. And, uh, and it's been going on for a long time now. Like, it's it's been around for a long time, you know? We're very fortunate, you know, from that aspect, you know? With the, DIY is kind of a temporary in, by nature, right? Um, But that's something that I love, too, you know, is that I lived through this area, you did, too. <clears throat> All the parks got mowed down, and there wasn't shit, right? Yeah. So we found a little backyard mini ramp, right. uh, any quarter pipe, anything we could ride. Right, and... uh and it's, it's funny how, you know, um, and I'll credit Burnside, you know, for a lot of inspiration here, right? I would be remiss not to, you know, but as skate parks getting started getting built and now there's like rad skate parks in every little podunk town across the country in parallel with that DIY started going nuts, you know? So there's more skate terrain nowadays than, there I don't think there's ever been as much to skate as there is now, right? Oh, there's
2: more. There's more skatable stuff, and
1: <laughs> like, like times ten. I mean, right? Like, it's we've just never it's, had this it's, much it's, skatable stuff on earth. And and you know, I wish I wish I was young enough to take full advantage so of do it. I. How old are you again? I'll be fifty three. like, Okay. All right. Yeah. So next year you're, you're
2: up there with me, but still, yeah. But it, it gets harder every year. It's, yeah. It it's gets harder, harder to every face. Year. Like I'm a sixty year old skateboarder who makes me feel like I'm not a 60 year old on this planet. I feel like I'm 30, you know what I mean? Because of skateboarding, literally the energy, the joy it gives me. Um, you ever look the, at people
1: um, at your age or younger and uh, think, man, God. Yeah.
2: No, there's no doubt. Sometimes I see someone it's... 10 years younger than me, they go, like, Jesus, you look 10 years older than me. Right. Um, I don't think I look amazing. For, I just know that I feel like I've maintained fairly well for my age. But but the, the thing is, it's like, regardless, I am not as flexible as I once was. Um, I definitely... Don't have the willingness to slam like I, you know, I mean, like I, right. I just want to have fun. But all this stuff's getting built, and it's like, damn, it's so hard to watch. It's like a kid. It's like a kid who um, loves candy getting diabetes, right? And right. Like, he's like, I can't go in that candy store anymore. And there's so much candy there. Like that's kind yeah, of how I feel. I'm it's like, like I full on, you know,
1: skate diabetic. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like and I think that's a good excuse for a lot of it. We're skate we're, we're skate diabetics. diabetics. Skate, skating is our candy. And
2: we have diabetes, so we're like, limited on <laughs> what we can touch and limited on where we can go, and
1: you know. So, but you know what? Um, I can still go and do what I can do and have fun, you know. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I do have
2: a lot of fun. I tend to usually be having the most fun whenever I go skate, and and, it, and a lot of people appreciate it, and some people truly can't stand it. There's some people who really hate when Jim Gray shows up because he's going to giggle. You know, it's like, well, because I did something stupid and it made me laugh. You know, what I mean, like yeah. cause skateboarding does that to us. I'm, there's people,
1: people that probably you know aren't super stoked when i show up somewhere and i don't even give a fuck fuck them you know because i'm not much, stoked to do? see them either yeah no you're right you I know, mean, so- honestly i say that i think we
2: talked about that one <laughs> after between podcasts right like then i have the respect within the skateboard culture from the people i i actually want it from right right there's there's plenty of people in skateboard little culture especially industry side who don't really once they don't respect me they don't they don't like me they don't like that I'm different. They don't like that. I don't just follow along with everything they want or like that, but I don't care because I don't respect their viewpoints. You know what I mean? Right. That's like, so like, but I the, have it, all the respect I need from the
1: people that I think that I care about, which are the people that love skateboarding for skateboarding. And don't you think you too, know? that like, I don't, it doesn't even matter who you are, right. Or what your quote unquote status is. Respect is a two-way street. And I'll not I will never respect people that don't respect other people like or respect me back, right? Yeah. Like like yeah, I don't well, think I don't owe anybody. I don't think any of us do. <laughs> but some
2: people will use that as like um you know, like, yeah, but what about this guy's a rad skater? I go, yeah, but he was affiliated with a company that were like raped and pillaged and stole and, and stepped on people and had no respect for Anything but making money and so on, and so forth, and then so I, I lose respect for that. So well, it's, like, it's all not, hypocrisy
1: you know, because you know. skateboarding is full of people who have been drug dealers, murderers, thieves. Well, that's how most of it started. Most, right, most I mean, I'm not were even started. Talk, not The original
2: even, big guys were started from selling pot, truly. That's the 70s roots of skateboarding. They were right. they were dope. But drivers. I mean, you know, like, our,
1: there's what I'm talking about is exalted heroes in skateboarding that you know, um, they're great skateboarders
2: but they're humans ultimately.
1: They are humans yeah. and I don't want to go so far as to say they're not good humans, but you know, it's it's an interesting paradox in that some people can literally kill people or you know, go to jail for selling drugs like dangerous drugs, not even you know, like pot, whatever, yeah. but like selling dangerous drugs and still be exalted. Like none of that none of that ever has it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. And then you can have other people who maybe they wear the wrong color shorts one day, and they're fucking kooks, and nobody yeah. can nobody yeah, respects I, them. You I, know, I was
2: like, oh, I've lived that. And that
1: double standard has always been around, right? Like, oh, I've
2: totally lived that. I've showed up at like events wearing wearing like swim trunks and it's fucking summer and warm, and I'm like, and I'm getting the like heckled on the microphone. Yeah. You know, like for wearing, and then I look around, and I. Christian Soy has fucking trunks on and you're treating him like he's God. You know what I mean? But like, to me, I'm like being like a like a kook not following the rules because I'm skating in like surf trunks. I'm like kind of laughing at it. Like, do you even realize, how like, hypocritical, you're being based on your... Uh, son. And I also no. learned, I learned, like, my mm-hmm. hair's short again, kind of. I just go through it. To me, hair is like fashion. It's like his shirt's is? like, I've, I've had long hair, short hair, everything like that. I grew up a pretty short, clean cut kid in the last like, decade 15 years i've gone hippie length wild and i've actually been treated differently by a few people like core people in the culture like dude yeah you were killing it. i saw front frontside grind. your hair is flowing. as he said your hair is flowing in the wind like they were i became cooler to them because my head long hair and it, and it's hilarious and now i'm laughing because i kind of cut my hair again i go i'm gonna start being a kook again because my hair's clean cut and that's like not acceptable because i'm not Following the doctrine, I'm not wearing my dickies. I'm not wearing my <sighs> my outfit. You know, right? Like, uh,
1: and, and it's just like, um, that, and, and and I don't know. I I really try to just not let that type of shit impact me. Well, it's you know? funny, but what's
2: sad is, it's like what we said, who the kook is usually the one calling the other people the kooks. Like, so it's like you're going, dude. Do you realize what an idiot you look like when you're so blatant that someone who like lives in this culture with you just sees how fake what's coming out of you is because you're treating them different because they grew their hair a little bit longer than you treated them two years longer two years ago. Like, do not realize that these people have brains of their own. They perceive like that. So the kook is the one who's judging people on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, not the dude who's just living life. You know, sometimes those are probably the most creative people, the most kind people that you'll ever meet. These guys, they just live their life. The people who are like, oh yeah, we only have our little world. We had the back door, we like talk shit about everybody. It's like, dude, you're not uh, cool. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and and I think, you know, when when guys are younger, they can be attracted to certain things. It's you know, they maybe if well, they get in with to, a certain crew to it makes them vibe. feel special. I'm sure you're trying to find your know? vibe. But, but uh I don't know, aren't I we all that. special?
2: No, that's the thing is, I don't I, I love I do love people that find their vibe. Find your vibe, man. Be a rocker, mm. be a be a punker, be a you know, a hash do but just let the other world do their thing too. You know what I mean? Find right. your people, be with your people. I actually love that. I, I feel that, like i That I've comes like, back to
1: what we were saying earlier. Yeah. You do your thing and the people that you have synergy with, you know, you'll find each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm that, glad that
2: skateboarding tends to cross that into wider boundaries. It does. But but the reality is, I mean, I never wanted to be a Dogtown guy or a Badlands. I just want to be a skateboarder and well, skate with the Dogtown guys or skate with the Badlands guys. I'm glad as things yeah. got, as, as years progressed and I... You know, I feel like I'm welcomed equally at either of those places. Where I was younger, I didn't feel like, no, you're not one of us. No, you're not one of us. No, you're not one of I mean, I wasn't an Orange County guy because I wasn't a Dwayne Peters punk rock follower. I was just a guy who was at the skate park next to him skating who didn't choose to follow what he followed. You know, it's like, and I wasn't a bad lander. So I didn't live out there and didn't hang out there. And it was like, there's a lot of exclusionary stuff. And as the years went on, now, you know, we've kind of risen above that. Now I feel like, yeah, I can go anywhere and do anything I want. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know,
1: at, yeah, at this point, I've, you know. I love people who find I, their... Yeah, I just do. I I like. I do. I like to skate with uh, uh, all kinds of different people on different terrains and with different trips. So you grew up in SoCal. Well, so I was born in La Mirada. Okay, yeah. Which is and, SoCal, which is, you yeah, know, that area, Southern California, of, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. L.A. LA County. And, uh, and then we moved out to, like, Palm Springs. Yeah. And I uh, actually lived up the road from where the yard is now. Okay, like right. Less than a mile away. Okay. Right and the uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, and, uh, and then um, my, my family moved up to Oregon, okay. and I went so that was your first t- that grade to 12th years? grade. Okay, so first school in Oregon. Yeah, okay. those 12 years, first grade through 12th grade, I spent in Oregon. Teenage years in the eighties, pre-Portland
2: came up. hipster land. This was in real Oregon. This was in old school Oregon.
1: There, the hipsters hadn't been invented. Yeah, so I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Portland and it became a different world. Uh, in the it's the Portland yeah. that made people. I I, I don't know
2: whatever. It is just Portland
1: changed. I'm not gonna say I, I, some to, people probably weird. love it. Some people hate it. You were but you were a port you were a Portlander
2: before Portlanders are what they are today.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. OG Portlander. I guess. Um, and the reason why I hesitate only is because I'm not from there. Like I wasn't born there. I get, it, I get are, it. But, you, but first but or twelfth grade, dude, you're a Portlander. Okay, so you're a, you know you're an Oregonian. Yeah. But so now then, when did you move to NorCal? In 1999. In 1988, I I, I you know, without going into too much history, I didn't have a lot of options. So and you're, and you were I ended up joining the, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so right the Marine Corps. Yeah. In 1988. 1988. Yeah. I ended up joining the Marine Corps because that was the 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 best option. Yeah. For me at that time and uh and then got stationed in camp pendleton actually at camp delmar which is right outside of oceanside right so um i went from portland and then i was in north north county spent some years overseas a couple years on the east coast and then in 1999 i moved to san francisco and then got gentrified over to oakland and then got gentrified out of oakland and uh, my wife and I own a house in San Leandro. That's where we ended up. Yeah. So, so
2: now, and again, my whole point to get to that, which is awesome, just to learn the history and all that. Is sure. like, Okay, so you SoCal, Oregon, um, NorCal. I'm West Coast. What's the difference? What What's your biggest differences you feel between, because uh, I grew up in the battle zone, right? I was a tracker guy. Tracker versus Indy. It was all this made-up wars. Or thing. But you get to skate in different cultures. You skate... You're surrounded primarily by the NorCal culture now, but you know the SoCal culture really well, and you did Portland time as well. Give me some differences. Give me some. Give me some real differences in the culture, the vibe, the. Um...
1: Well, Portland skateboarding in the '80s was fucking punk rock. It was very, very closely tied with the music scene, and a little insular. But then again, when you grow up with bands like Poison Idea, who else do you fucking need? Right, so. We didn't, you know, we we had our local bands up there, and they're fucking great bands, and you know, like when other bands would come through, we they we go to the shows, but we were really like, you know, those local bands. Right, I've like, never heard of them, but who are they? Is that punk rock? Is that yeah, it's a okay, punk right. band, yeah, and 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 so we had this great combination of music and skateboarding. It was really hard edged. Um, there was. Uh, I don't know I think Portland had a lot of creativity you know and this was all before like Burnside started getting built and I think it was 90 when they first started building and I would already moved away from Portland by then but I was still going up and visiting a lot because my wife was still living in Portland so I still hook up with the homies and you know when they were starting to work on uh, Burnside stuff but you know I I'm not a builder there I don't you know just me up there yeah, you right. know on a weekend you maybe saw I'd the happening help, but you helped them you said, and I, yeah. the most things like noticing the differences between visits right yeah and uh when i moved from portland to southern california it was right the late 80s and vert was dying right? very much yeah very much <laughs> and uh and i grew up surfing as well so in oceanside it was it, you know I, I'm not a big fan of I don't want to disrespect anybody, but for me personally, my style, like the big pants little will thing wasn't really Yeah. No, didn't that, that, wasn't attractive to me. It lost most skaters who were seventies, eighties guys. So um you know, I still skated, but I surfed a lot more too, you know, it through that period. And uh, but there was there was great shit down there, you know, the original Shell Bowl and Ocean Oceanside, Legendary Spot, Vaughn's Ditch. Yeah. But so, Inuri- so let's, let's maybe focus more
2: on the because the NorCal-SoCal thing is such a big deal. You've been living in NorCal for a while. Yeah. What's the difference in the vibe as you see it?
1: Well, I think this is almost cliche, right? And, But I still feel like there's a little element of it, you know, where the industry, for all intents and purposes, skateboarding was invented in Southern California. I don't know if that's Inargu- actually... Inarguable, really, as far as
2: the culture built, brewed, and built right, out of here. Right. It Whether just, it was invented here or not, doesn't matter. The, it grew primarily from...
1: Southern California. Southern California, primarily Orange, San Diego, Orange County in San Diego, primarily. Is are, in Southern California, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think NorCal always had it, you know, this is an old thing. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been discussed by millions of people before, but North Cal always had Kind of a chip on their For shoulder.
2: Sure. Had to prove themselves. Well, they they felt like... I think the same helps in the surfing culture. I mean, the Santa Cruz surf culture is so much more hardcore than Right, because most they weren't Soquel,
1: you know. getting noticed. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, why... I get it. There's angst. Know.
2: There's angst that comes with that. Because when there's un- unrecognized talent, and they're there's frustration.
1: I didn't feel like Portland had that kind of a trip, or Seattle. Seattle, fuck. Seattle was so rad in the 80s. Like those scenes were awesome well, and we're I felt like that we're... Built,
2: the, the Portland guys Kent Dahlgren and Tom Miller and all those guys that were part of the original you know yeah. building uh, uh, Burnside and so on, and so on. You know, they were just like they were they were dreaming of what skateboarding had been in the late 70s and early 80s and that's what they were trying right. to create because they didn't see it because I even kind of asked them shit like why do you put like death boxes and lights and shit that like I grew up in all skate parks down here. I don't want a light in my way at a park. And they're like, dude, we want to make it like the real like pool. And like, they thought that's what we wanted. You know what I mean? It's like, right. And, and we, believe me, I don't think most of the guys like me who grew up skating in the Gold Cup Series like that, I didn't want stairs in a death box in my pool. That was an obstacle I didn't need. I wanted the freaking flow of right. uh, of, of rideable spot. I didn't want to have to avoid shit. You know what I mean? Like, and um, But they were building on this fantasy of the backyard thing, completely detached from it. So they created their own... Right. Because I'm world. older than so, those yeah. guys,
1: and I never I skated. What the fuck was that? The one that was uh, like right by Disneyland. Oh, it's concrete ways. concrete wave, right? Yeah. yeah. I I got I think I, t- I got taken there like once when I was a really little kid. I didn't skate anything because I was just a little kid. Yeah. I think I think I remember there was like some whoop-de-whoops or something like that. There was like snake runs, banks. Some kind, areas. There was some there kind, was kind of, of, like, of like I don't know, you know. Yeah. I don't even remember much. I just remember this thing right like kind of thing I think my dad probably skated more yeah. right and and that's the only skate park I skated until the only actually manufactured skate park like purpose built skate park I built that I rode until 1999 when I moved back to the west coast and went to the bay and uh, hooked up with this dude and he took me to the Alameda skate park yeah. and you know uh, you mean the newer one that's one's there now? Well, Alameda Skate Park's been there since like '96. Well, but I mean, that's new to
2: me. That's new, that's past, yeah. that's post-original skate park. thing I'm saying there's never an Alameda skate park oh, when no. Concrete Wave was around. Yeah, right. I rode the Alameda with a, with a with a soft walls that like they're hard to grind. There's a little bowl there that you grind, and like, maybe that's been you know, gone the, for
1: so long. The I Alameda Park's gone that the old one,
2: the one that was on the water.
1: Oh no, there's no. like a little bowl there and there's the kind of banks. That's the same one. Okay. Yeah, but, but still right there. On right? the airbase, right? Yeah, on the airbase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, same that's, one. that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. So I skated that that was the first skate park I skated, you know, as a conscious adulter skater, right? I was twenty nine. Yeah. Right? When that happened. Um I'm glad it's there, you know, and I'm glad that they built it. It's not the greatest skate park, but it, it, no, it, yeah, it's I mean, a better it's actually <laughs> It's fun to skate, but the the thing is, like, Alameda has, like, the, the, the locals there are super cool, right? Like, so, you know, cool and, 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 that, and, cool and that's a big thing, cool, too. Like, yeah. like, even if you have a spot, it's not the best spot, but if, like, there's good people around yeah. there, it makes rather, it a lot funner I'd to I'd skate rather too, ride a right? pretty
2: crappy spot with good people, a nice view, good environment, right? whatever it is, than, than to ride, like, it was a raddest place in a shithole with assholes. You know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, yeah, not my... Not my vibe. So I guess the point, you know, like we're talking about the the guys up there from my conversation with them, they were very detached from what had really happened down here. They were just building on the fantasies they saw in magazines and this and that. And they didn't realize that literally we were going to the skate parks going, oh my God, because we rode backyard pools. Now they were building backyard pools and taking the shit that we didn't want in the way. Right. Right. I mean, we didn't want to die on that thing that stuck out. We didn't want to get our wheel caught in the death box. You know, sure it was a challenge and and I will never argue that it's not a challenge, but i don't think again when it comes to public skate parks i don't think that's why they're building them to hurt and challenge people they're building them to give people fun places right. to skate and yeah. push if they little want so when people build like things that are going to hurt people in skate parks like you know it from the day one like why do you do that like i get really baffled on that one you
1: know it's like um, well there's that whole era of skate parks that were built that were designed and built like the very very first municipal skate parks or of the second generation i don't even think they had skateboarders designing them it was like well, it was the guy the from the park lands, and rec department
2: arch- yeah landscape architects hiring a concrete like hiring and a then, sidewalk contractor to pour the
1: concrete well and putting that's a, the second part it like, you know, it's not only like, this were the designs bad but then execution was yeah, even worse yeah right so and yeah let's put a one inch
2: gap to separate the concrete right where you're about to pump up the quarter pipe so you can
1: you know maybe hit your face into the quarter pipe I live right <laughs> next I live right next to a skate park that I never ever fucking skate yeah, yeah.
2: there's a lot I mean Orange County we, we were we were pretty good and early on it but we got a lot of bad ones a lot Yeah of there's
1: ones. not there's not that many I mean there's more down here right up up in the bay area there's there's parks and there's they're building more yeah. but right like in the town where I live the new skate park is like a little teeny street plaza thing it's great for the kids doesn't have doesn't have much for me yeah but you know the, younger you know younger kids skaters they, they love that place so I'm glad that they have that the other place literally the only time you ever see people there is like hanging out after school yeah nobody's there on the weekends nobody's there nobody's sessions there like it's 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 a waste of money time and space there's a lot of them there's a lot and, uh, a lot of
2: them built that way and a lot of them are built like I said with skewed perspectives perspectives of designed for the for the designers not designed for the public designed for you know the best kid in town not for everybody you know there's you know or designed purely for street skaters thinking that's the only thing people will ever skate when I think it's sad because even now let's face it most really good street skaters ride tranny so to have a park that has only ledges and things that are just 100% 100% street. Rails, ledges, and, well, and not even like one quarter. And that's another disconnected kick, perspective, on, right? Like, and yeah. and let me, it is a disconnected perspective. Let's go I would never build, back build, a few years. I would never build, all personally, all tranny with no street stuff. Right. And I would never build all street stuff with no tranny. Like, I, I want to skate the whole fucking park. We went the, La Quinta the other day, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, that, that park has everything, though. That park is also we rare. We skated the entire all, park. But it's like three or I four acres. Just, very few, very few towns. Give it that much land, no, that's that true. Much space, but that
1: much money, you know. So. But it's where there's a combi, a, yeah. a new combi, that's you know. Well, there's a flow area. There's a street,
2: right, but that's street a, street what areas, I'm saying is that's a like state, a major
1: attraction. Like major like attraction. you can put a combi with nothing else around it, I'll still go there. Yeah, but you know what? I'll be there longer if there's other stuff around oh, it that I, I can skate honestly, too. Right,
2: I. I still wish that combi was a little smaller so more people could enjoy it, not only the premium Actually, I thought elite it was guys. Small. It is smaller, but it's not it's not you know, whatever. That's my perspective. Yeah. it's mean, like uh and I wish there was another I wish there was a smaller bowl. Like I there was not not just a flow course, but like a bowl, like some you know. Yeah. And uh you know I, I don't know, that's just me. Me me I want more variety for more groups of people.
1: We you have know, a couple um, parks up north that have big bowls, but then they also have like replica bowls of like legendary like hotel or backyard pools mm-hmm. um like lake cunningham well i, I actually like I, I think Lake Cunningham is and, and, and well
2: as well thought out from a design standpoint execution you know who knows i've only written i've only been there once so I, I try to remember but yeah i did enjoy the smaller pool i liked the pipe i thought the big extra run at the end of it was a little overdone like not so useful or whatever but, right. but still i love the length of the pipe they actually right. had a long pipe I actually wish I, think, was... I think maybe it pitches downhill a tad too much to push you through it too fast i wish it was a little it, yeah, you do. Grade. It, yeah you, you yeah you haul ass through i that wish thing. you could you could drop into because you're gonna drop it just in the roll in into a into a no grade pipe having a roll in is gonna help you because the pipe itself when it's so smooth with no flat bottom yeah you don't need a lot of grade grade makes pushes you through it too
1: fast Right. well that's so, why it's um, only like two turns yeah,
2: and it's what like sixty feet wide. I mean, it's, right. like it's one of the widest pipes I've ever ridden, and I love that part of it. So, but you know, but I thought Lake Cunningham's balance of uh, sizes of bowls, variety of uh, of stuff, um, what was was pretty pretty well done. Yeah, know,
1: sure. it, the park itself, the facilities itself are 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 good. It's a it's a fun place to skate. And if I remember uh, correctly,
2: like even San Rafael was the concept of what was there was done right, but execution sucked. Like, I think the concept of of multiple different types of things to skate and stuff like that, I came to it and I go, yeah, well, this place looks pretty fascinating. Just, it was, it was one again. one. They tried
1: to make everything skatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's rad. But but it it didn't didn't really get
2: done so it's skatable because I think that's when concrete people doing it weren't, yeah. Nah, so yeah, yeah. But, but I did give it credit for I'll never forget going there. Wow, well, this park was pretty pretty creatively thought. I guess they said Kevin Thatcher had a lot to do with that, you know. Um and uh, back in the Yeah, I just, I
1: just skated there like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's funny. I just I, But yeah, talk about a place with a nice view. I do remember. Yeah, the bottom of up, it, up back up by up the beautiful, bowl, beautiful. looking out yeah. over the I don't know, Napa River, the Delta or whatever you yeah, see. Yeah, my is. sister lives up there. She lives in
2: she's lived in uh in, she lives the now, she lives water in, water in Novato. But uh, not no. She yeah. lived in oh uh, um, uh, god, was it San Rafael, San and San Inselmo? San and Selmo? Yeah. lived for a long time. She lives in Novato now. So, so no cool. Voders so I don't know, Did we even really get fun. to the point? So, what's the vibe difference? What do you well, feel as a Because what I feel as a SoCal person, and what I feel when I go to NorCal, it's very different in good and bad ways, both ways. You know, it's like it depends where. I'm just curious how you see it because you've been. You
1: know, you know I. Honestly, like these days, I don't know that there's a. a it's like a regional vibe difference as much. I, and of, I, don't,
2: I don't agree. I don't feel like it's because you're from somewhere else you'll be treated. It's the vibe of how you're treated as a person is different.
1: It's well, different up there. It kind of gets back to like brands. You know what I mean? Well, it's
2: got that Thrasher. And a lot of times you go to Oakland, you go to the the the. I, I love the place oh, in the island. I've loved. Oh, Bob's. oh, I Treasure love, like, Island, Treasure Island, all that. But there is a vibe, you know, like right. There's a there's a core,
1: yeah, supposed to be tough,
2: and kind of like we're tough guys. We're tough North. They're little Skater insular,
1: vibe. like you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, up north, I think that people are a little more insular. Uh, I think there's like I said. I think there's still that kind of. A bit of a chip, and maybe it's just probably at this point just residual. Well, because right?
2: I usually feel like it, like I'm looked at as an outsider, whereas I don't really feel like I'm looked at as an outsider too much in here. Although I'm always a little different, even in Southern California parks. I, I'm not your stereotypical skateboarder in almost any way, but but I feel more the vibe like of an outsider.
1: Um, yeah, I've I gone you to know the honest, I've gone well, to in area, all like, honesty, yeah. you know, like it probably I feel that more up there than I do when I'm out on the road too. It's just the way it kind of is up there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like I said, maybe it's just the general insular culture. But, like, you're
2: uh, not as, uh, I don't feel as welcomed places, but I, but I earn I, it. It's more discharge and go what the fuck. I'm just doing my thing. Get the fuck out of my way. I don't care how cool you think you are. You know, it's like I'm just going to do my thing. I'm not going to vibe you or be a dick to you. I'll never do that. But you have to just like get out there, or you won't, you won't be given any respect at all. Yeah, you know and
1: I, you know, I really can't comment on Portland because I haven't been up there so much. You know, my. You know that that would all be '80s and maybe early '90s, right? Like, and you know, there's different people up there now. That Burnside's built up. There's other places, you know, and the scene has evolved. So I don't want to, I can't really credit on or comment. I mean, on uh, on what on what those guys got going on up there. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just there. curious. So it, sounds, but, it just sounds to me you feel the same thing I feel in that just in that sense. Like
2: well, I said, but, but I, I've never felt I've never time. felt vibed or threatened in any of those places. Right. Just not quite as like welcomed. You know what I mean? And and, and I think it's just the nature of like, I don't know, like you have got to earn it more. You know, here it's more freely thrown out there like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just um, it's more
1: chill. Southern Cal yeah. You know, and that's and that's a that's a delineation too. Is it that Northern California is less chill, or is it just that Southern California is a little more chill? Could be, you know, or a combination of the two. Well, because when I usually
2: go other places I'm outside of Ohio, or I feel like just welcomed everywhere. Like, you know, it just like seemed like you know happy. Like, well, I,
1: good to see you. It's like another. I was just down in Mexico you know. for a couple days and got nothing but love. Yeah, those we go down when we go down to Mexico. It's that scene down there is alive. And I think there's probably something
2: because there's just a general nature with being protective over something. And the NorCal guys, they have every reason to be proud. There is a huge NorCal scene. A huge part of our skateboard culture and industry comes out of NorCal. You know, whatever negative I may say about Thrasher Magazine here and there, whatever like that, which is very valid points. I also won't argue the fact that they are very admired, critical part,
1: of this, I think Halter that tone and, that they set and, no. it, it resonates through the scene today, and that's <laughs> yeah, part and of can that argue that I we're talking you know I mean? about. Yeah, it's I can argue it's almost ethereal. It, right? it, it's like if yeah. you if you put it to words, the words are actually like any words are a little too strong. Yeah, right. But the it's, whole it's culture little,
2: that Ballot Brown there comes with that pride, um that again sometimes has a little chip on the shoulder in general of the. But you guys take credit for everything down there,
1: in a sense. You know
2: what I mean? We're I guess, being but then, like, you
1: know. Well, here's the reality: is that, and maybe this is part of it too. Maybe this rubs some guys the wrong way. I don't know, but you know, you even see like some of the older NorCal pros who have relocated down south. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can get done in NorCal.
2: Oh, I know for a fact. And this is no put down NorCal. Cab grew up in Northern California, enjoyed it. Was a big part of the culture. I just know by watching how he lives his life now he's he's living a better life here he is because yes. he's surrounded by his friends compadres new place to skate events things like that his his life right. is more full guarantee it you can see it you know what I mean it's like and that's not it's not a put down that's a, that's just a fact of what what he's able to get out of it down right.
1: here you know um, and and that's what i mean you know desmond right relocated to san diego you know he was down here in oc for a while he ended up in san yeah. diego but For him to progress in his career, you know, he felt like he needed to to, be amongst people, people, be closer. To be around me. So that adds the the chip on the shoulder,
2: too, for someone who's up there ripping, who realizes they're not getting noticed, because part of being noticed is being around
1: people. And then, and then, uh, and I will drop this name right here, because I think it's a crime. Like, I don't know why Josh Rodriguez's name hasn't been on the bottom of a freaking board yet. Wait, 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 wait. Josh Rodriguez has never had a
2: model? No. He's one of the best fucking skateboarders on earth. Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, he grew. He was down. He wasn't a R- OG Orange County kid, and then he yeah. moved up north. But, but the, he he's been ripping but since he's, he's been, like thirteen years old. But he's been old.
1: overlooked for so. I mean, has he been in the top
2: ten in the pool party like like ten times? I mean, he's like he's usually I think in the, at least in the top twenty. I mean, Josh is gnarly. Josh, Josh is, is rad. He's a sweetheart. Uh, yeah. We love you, Josh Rodriguez. You know, Josh Rodriguez is one of my favorite yeah. skaters no, and humans. Him, when I see him. <laughs> His smile lights up because we just have history. This is the best, guy. and it's just like, and I gotta, give to gotta give him a hug because he's just like w- a wonderful human being, right. like, and a style beyond words, and skill beyond words. Yeah, you know, so yeah, so I had no idea he's never had a model, and that's a tri- that's a skateboarding embarrassment. How really, the hell? Because there's there's <laughs> there's dudes that like did one rail in their life, and are like are a guru, you know, to the the culture. And Josh right? Rodriguez is a like, ripping skateboarder, like and,
1: ripping, and and if not if, if 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 there's people that can't admit that he's legendary at this point then just wait a couple of years he's a legend in the making
2: well, well i mean he's just he I mean? just it is and
1: it's because he doesn't try to be no cuz he's not he's not he doesn't have that He skateboards cuz he loves riding a
2: skateboard yeah um he's uh he's not hungry hungry for fame or hungry for you know, he's, you know, found good sponsors, lost sponsors. I mean, and a lot of that has to do with the, again, the fact that skate culture says you're a transition guy. That's worth nothing. You're not a street guy. That's worth everything. You know, I mean, that's part of it. It is. I mean, because he's not there. You don't. There's so many amazing transition skaters that as far as how they are on a skateboard as a riding a skateboard person. are right. Far superior than to some street guys as far as their skateboarding skills. Right. But it doesn't matter. Because it's like saying, like, okay, um, country music sells 800 million albums, and punk rock sells 10,000. Okay, so you're the best punk rocker on earth, and you may actually be like a real skillful musician, singer, whatever that. It doesn't matter. Country music's gonna sell 800 million albums. Yeah, you know and that's sort of the deal. So, so Josh Rodriguez is is the punk rocker in the case, and this kid who does. Three rails in his hometown puts together a good video part. Yeah, Josh country, Rodriguez is a, country is a music craft star. Josh Rodriguez
1: you know? is a craft beard. Some of these other guys are like, like Bud Light, slits malt liquor, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Bud Light, the Coors, <laughs> you know. Um,
2: and it's crazy because sk- s- street skating started out as the hardcore underground thing, but then it culturally took over so much of skateboarding. It is the Coors Light now. There's no doubt about it. Josh Rodriguez is a finely cr- craft brewed
1: beer absolutely and there
2: are guys within the street culture that are finally craft brewed beers too but they're probably also not getting the attention because they're you know they they hone their skills differently
1: well yeah but who 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 now i think it's more common knowledge but for a very 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 long time mark gonzalez what he he got to be a pro as a street skater he's known as a street skater people didn't even know how much he rips on vert I skated
2: his backyard vert ramp, dude. Okay, when I was a, when we were younger, like he was the fifteen year old little kid coming up in vision. We skated his backyard ramp, right? Like, and Yvon, he, Gons is one of the best tranny riders around. He's he, a skateboarder. He is and, a and he, full and on he, skateboarder. And he grew up in a, a kind of an urbanish area, suburbanish, urbanish, and went out and crafted his creative talents on the street. Yeah. And uh, but ultimately, he's a he's just a skateboarder. He's a skater. You know,
1: he's not yeah. a street skater. He's a skater, yeah. and he's and he's a, and a, an artist and all these other things. But you know. Like, like that's kind of, you know, I, you know, and I got to there... say
2: it, and I say it all the time. I'm just stoked because he's so damn good at everything, but he can't do gray slides. And he, <laughs> sends, he sends me videos all the time of him trying gray slides that he's never, never made one on video that he could send me. And, and it's, it's actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, because he's yeah, so good, um, he's so talented, and he, he can is. do so many things, but he'll keep trying Grace slides, so I invented a trick that Mark Gonzalez has had a difficult time doing, and yet Mark Gonzalez does at least a thousand tricks that I will never try in my life, because I'm not that skillful. So, you know what?
1: That's how weird skateboarding is. That's, that it, you know, and, and, and that's the beauty of it too, you know, and that was like, I think like, Early days contests, a fuck, especially when you guys had to wear those fucking bibs and jerseys oh, yeah, and shit, no, man. In, like, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't old enough for that. I'm just bummed I didn't save my bib because I don't
2: know why I don't have a bib from the Gold Cup series. I must have given them back like I was supposed to instead of keeping them. But there should be one hanging on the wall in here, and I'm bummed. Right? You
1: know, and and you know, to to the point where like some of these contests and and it, and it's horrible, right? Like there's not just vert contests, but like like i just watched some amateur contest where these kids are in this fucking badass street course made street course and it's got like whatever how many lanes right and there's different like hubba rail blah 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 gaps and stuff like that in the middle right and they're doing their tricks on those on both ends there's fucking rad quarter pipes and banks and shit and all they 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 do is roll up they pick up their board run up it and then they come back to hit the middle thing. I'm just like, that, you know, I, that's I was, one of
2: my biggest irritants in skateboarding. Watching a guy jump off his board, pick it up and run up the ramp to the top to start again. What? The, you, know? you know what? Well, but you know, and I get it because that's because all of their emphasis is on doing that that trick. one trick in the middle. Yeah. And so, so and th- as skater, even though they though, might enjoy but as a skater, don't you want to skate the whole thing? Because we come from our era and that to us, <laughs> we want to see him skate this whole thing. I only right. want to see the best, the best skateboarder to me is never the guy who just does the best trick. It's the guy who rides that whole thing right. the most fluidly and does the most combination and, of tricks and, and blah and blah blah, blah and goes fast and goes fast. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. but so when I watch a guy run up a ramp, start at the top, I get why they do it. So it's not their fault. They're just basically like they can't achieve if they right. don't get that drop in from that spot and just hit that thing. That, all the points are on that thing. That's the fault. The fault is giving all the points to just that one thing. That's the embarrassment to skateboarding. That's yeah, why I'm not a fan of like I'm not a fan of the street league format of force like. Five different tricks and then your overall run counts for like one tenth of the score. You know, what I mean right? like but your that, tricks count for everything. It's like, no, 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 no. Your overall run should be eighty percent and the tricks right? should be maybe bonus points to someone who does unbelievable tricks no one's ever seen. They might be able to edge someone else out, but no, we want to watch who actually skateboarded better, not who did a trick better. Like that's right. not, you know like, that should be called a best trick event, not a that's not the best skater event. The best skater event is the guy who skates. And we all know that we can watch the five skaters skate and we'll decide who's the best skater. Right. Watching them all skate together. But that takes that away from that. No, it's all focusing on just who ends up landing the best trick. Right. Not even who. You might have had a guy who landed it the first try. Not the best trick, but they so smooth, so buttery. But his score in his best trick is not as high as the guy who missed all five of his six attempts and made it once. He's the champion. He's the king. He's like that. Like, eh, that's not my skateboarding. That's just a different form of skateboard,
1: right? And and
2: and and we're gonna we're gonna pause really quick because I because the battery's low, but it's not dead. But I want to make sure it saves our one hour and twelve minutes we've recorded so far. Wow! Uh, into a file. Okay, we're back. The battery didn't die, and we actually saved it. All right. So go ahead. You're right. so what? You're so you're telling me about. We're talking about the the street league thing. The whole like you know one trick. Uh,
1: yeah, and even like you know, ver- contests that you were in. You know, back in the eighties and stuff, where it was like. It's almost like gymnastics, where you have compulsory moves or some fucking bullshit, you know. And you know that's no. We why... were factoring
2: in it. it became became challenge because we factored. There was, you know, I've talked about this many times. People like the Hosoy versus Hawk thing. Um, there were many times I would have picked Hosoy as the winner because of the the fluidity, right. the height, the stuff. And I know that Tony couldn't have done his run. You know, but See, well, I know Christian could have done Tony's run, but was never about to stop and flip his board. That was zero fun to him and it was not so it was taking it was changing it and saying yeah but it's technically difficult to do that like no but the root of skateboarding was speed and style and uh, and and the same and it does carry into other sp- sports activities or like that like okay figure skating or whatever like that you know it's like I mean again you may think it's the kookiest thing on earth or whatever like that but a male figure skater jamming at high speed and doing three rotations in the air and a landing it's a pretty amazing athletic feat but now you've taken it from it used to be about agility, strength, and now again, you gotta do four spins. And it starts taking away right. They're not landing as fluid and riding away. I mean, to me the beauty of it was the fluidity, strength, style combined with the skill. And when you made it all about no no, it's all purely about the skill, style secondary. You know, um, fluidity secondary, so on and so forth. That's kind of what skateboarding became as far as being like, okay, no, no, how many boards, how many times can you flip your board? How many times can you spin your board? How many times? Like, well, no, hey, How many just contests, an add-on.
1: How many contests has Neil won? Neil Blender? Yeah. Oh, no, um, I don't
2: even know if he ever has won a pro Maybe he has, but... Uh, I, 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 I think probably but he probably has, has, truly he far between.
1: Or Bill Danforth, right?
2: Um, yeah, Bill might have won a street contest here or there. Or Bill like that. won he one ramp like, contest, uh, I recall. Yeah, and just Bill there, he he had there had was a band. street skater slash vert skater crossover right? too. But, but what I'm talking about
1: that. is these guys didn't really do the compulsory runs. They were more inventive and creative, and they did all kinds of different shit. I remember when the coolest one of the coolest things I ever saw Neil Blender do, not in person, but that I knew of that he did was it Upland. They had a longest carve contest and he fucking won that. Longest carve contest.
2: I think it was a Gold Cup series. I'm pretty sure. I can't um, remember. You know what the coolest thing about that was? Um, he did it and that was rad because he literally like carved down and, and carved back up. I mean, he literally, he weaved. Yeah. And it, was, it was an awesome sight to watch. The funniest thing about that, and God, I so hope someday we see the video or like that. was like that. Um, Neil probably made $150 off that. Not as a prize money because we all threw Quarters and dimes and dollars into the pool. Right. That everyone surrounding was so amped on how gnarly it was. Right. That Neil was at the bottom of the pool scooping up pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters. I mean, to a ludicrous degree. Everybody, every competitor right? was throwing like, a dollar in the bowl or like that. It was just, it was such an amazing moment in skateboarding history.
1: How and, is that not awesome? Um, no, it's it it not a fucking awesome. flip trick. It's no. not, yeah, 540s are still uh, no. a bar. No, you know, no that, that's that, a high watermark. But that's but, but that's also but you know what I mean, but that
2: I, I call well, I it do in a car. I call it riding your skateboard versus playing with your skateboard. Right. And, you know, and, and when you're when your skateboard becomes a an object thing. to toy around with versus riding it, I don't think that should ever score more points than what you do with your body. Right. So a 540, a 900, a 360 air landing backwards, anything, you know, any type of pivot hurricane where you're staying on your board and you're controlling your board, um yeah, then if you can add a shove it a revert, a kick flip and still do it. When I see a guy do a kick flip to a fucking hurricane or really that high speed right. over a gap and that's like, oh my god, that's insane. But right. when I see him just when it was about just they flip their board. It's like, no, fuck, I don't care. I don't wanna see a board flip over. Like unless it's going fast and something else is going on with it as well. Right. And so on and so forth. So um yeah, so I was just I, I and that crossed super into the like the tech the street thing where it's just, tech tech you gotta be tech you gotta be tech. And it's like, no, ride your fucking skateboard, people. Please have fun. Please have fun. Please stop spending your whole day making making thinking you have to. When, when a kickflip is the like considered like the best trick in skateboarding, it's not the best trick in skateboarding. It's a great foundation for control and understanding your skateboard like that. But but kick flipping will never make you a good skateboard. No, but Some uh, on being, the other
1: hand, right we all have our own physiologies right and our own sense of balance and you know all that kind of you know we're all different people we all have slightly different dimensions and weight distribution sure. you know so the, the, the so like when i moved down to north county in 1989 North County of San Diego. San, out, North, North County, County San Diego. i that that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like Oceanside, Carlsbad area. I have three right.
2: listeners in four countries. Damn it. Not every country <laughs> knows where, where <laughs> North County
1: is. So you don't know where that Roscoe's yeah, Chicken no, Waffles is? Come no. on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so I go down there and, you know, I'm just coming out of Portland scene. I'm, you know, skating a lot and everything. I keep skating down there and I meet this. I go out to this pool that somebody tells me uh I make friends with a guy at a skate shop He's like, hey, here's this pool it's a Miri, We used to call it the Murrietta Right And I go out to this pool And I'm skating this pool And these two little kids show up And one of them is a real um, Outgoing personality Right And he's all, you know Being who he is and, and then I see this other This kid again at this ditch That we used to skate Now kids are skating it again but in a different spot because there's fences put up where we used to skate it at. But I'm so happy to see that that spot's getting skated again. Um, but we used to skate this ditch, and that kid was there. And, you know, th- he is a ripper. This kid was a fucking ripper. Like a really good skateboarder. And I had no idea who he was. He was just some kid that was pretty, pretty cocky and 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 was a ripper, right? And uh after a while, you know, we exchanged names and everything, and blah, blah, blah. His name was Danny. And uh, one time we were at this ditch, the Vaughn's ditch, uh, and he's like, dude, you, surf, you skate like you're surfing. I'm like, well, I surf, so that makes sense to me, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I can slash it too, dude. Yeah, it's right? funny. That's well, his perception. That's and all he I'm like, "Shaka bro. dude, you just did a kickflip over the hip in this dish. I'm pretty sure you can, right? Yeah. In fact, I'd like to see you smash I want, it because so, then, I, then I'd be more stoked on your overall right? skating. Like I, so the kid drops in he, right away. You see his trucks are really tight, anyways, and and he and he, he didn't. He can't. He, could he? Yes, but at that time when he was trying to be cocky, yeah. he flubbed it, right? Uh. And I just told this to dad, I was like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, don't worry about what I do. You're a fucking ripper. Yeah. You're going to go places. You're going to do something, right? Like, I can already tell. Your talent level is so high. This kid was only like 14, right? Well, yeah, it was Danny Way. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. He kind of went on to do something. Sure. Yeah. And and so, I, I mean, at that time, I I, I was like... Yeah, just do what you do, man. You're so fucking good at what you do. Like, if you want to, you know, like, do whatever. Like, if you want to try to, like, skate, like, whatever or something. Right. Danny wasn't a cocky little kid. Right? Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. but
2: And, and he, it's funny, he matured into a very, a very nice adult. Him and I have had our clashes in the. in, in the I haven't really seen uh, him uh, since, uh, no, since the see him early now 90s. No, it's, it's good to see him. He's a success story for him. Probably, He's, he's done some amazing stuff. Um, he did what he wanted to do in skateboarding, which I have ultimate respect for. I mean, him and I have a very historical, huge clashes. We're going to talk about that now, but yeah, I, you know, we, we he hated me for a long time, and we. I you know I knew him it, when he was a, uh, at that but, age, uh, but I you know, but I have utmost and, respect for him and, as a skateboarder uh, and for um, you know the the. the the passion he put into doing the stuff he wanted to do on a skateboard and going out and crafting his own thing. That's all I ever wanted to do too. I see skateboarding my way. Well, you know, it's because I had that talk
1: with him in the ditch. That was the the genesis of the whole thing. He was going nowhere. I have respect
2: for people that do their own thing. thing. They find their path, they do their own thing. You know, um, there's my beautiful girl. (gasps) There's the puppies! Okay, we had to take a break as, yeah. as, as Tiago returned to the yeah, show. Yeah, we
1: had to get, um, get, get the dog in here. Yep,
2: yeah, you want to come back up? You want to get the dog? He wants to come up
1: and cuddle with us. Come so. here. It's cool. oh, who's Someday there. I'm going to
2: have to actually get a camera set up and my, maybe make my videos uh, like uh, a, a you know a visual thing as well. Because I think people do like to see people's faces when they're talking, their passion. and I kind of you know. think so. Although I don't you know if people I mean? would like to see... I've done this like my this is probably my sixty seventh podcast I think um, I don't know if people would want to look at me sixty seven times they'd get really annoyed. Yeah, but you have um, like a
1: camera on the guest too. Right?
2: That's true, and have multiple cameras <laughs> on, the, on the guest. Um, so, but
1: uh, yeah, so um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I haven't maintained contact with 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 Danny. He probably doesn't remember me or whatever. You know, and that's but you not even important. Him and
2: you remember how it. factors into your life and it's a, it's a a rad story, but but it is the truth of generation. We have, we do have generational clashes where we, we perceive skateboarding to be a different thing than the other generation. Um, and I, why, why wouldn't a kid who grew up only seeing skateboard magazines where the only thing anyone rode was a, was a rail and so on and so forth, not think that's what skateboarding is. Right. You know I mean? We grew up completely differently, you know, watched it grow to where it got, we realize what part of it is cool and what part of it isn't. You right. know what I mean? And, and what part of it's being promoted for false reasons and what part of it is just natural, the way life's gone. And and most other people won't know that. that, that the luckiest thing I feel about myself is having literally been like a sponsored skater at like 12 years old and now I'm, you know, 60. You know, I, I have been around all those manipulative changes and I know a lot of like who's behind them, why, what's right. going on. And, and it doesn't do you any good to preach about it. But I just have a deeper understanding of it. So it's harder. Like someone could say, oh, fuck you, You're just a grumpy old go. No, I'm not. I'm really a pretty open minded, you know, free living, we're supportive. But I definitely have my own little chips on my shoulder from frustration for watching some hijacks that have taken place, some, some things that I thought were blatantly disrespectful to skateboarders in general for the sake of. Making more money, selling skateboards here and there, and like, and that's a that's a frustrating thing to know. And you can't just bitch about it because then you are just a whiny, grumpy old dude. And I, I right.
1: you know, and that's I mean, and that's part of why I do what I do, right? So I'm not just bitching about something. I'm doing what I do, yeah, you're, right? I
2: mean, I, I, and I and I definitely love the passion projects. I I love the small independent brands uh, because I think the big brands really did lose their way and really did. You know, go a little bit over the top, and I'm really proud of Powell as a company that they have hung in through literally having their throat slashed and left to die, and and resurrecting from the ashes and continuing to make fairly good product. I don't necessarily think it's been the best product ever, but it's always been good. I, I haven't had a Powell
1: deck. Well, no, and I never. I feel I made much better.
2: I feel I made much better boards than they did. I have a lot you know, of respect like, for that company. I have ultimate respect for them.
1: You know, and um, uh, in like you know. Like, they just signed on, like, Josh and Matthew, right? Like, recently. I think a couple other guys, actually. Which other, too. Josh? Which Josh? Rodriguez. Oh, he's ranked right for Powell? Yeah, him oh, and him. Matthew Wilcox.
2: Well, hopefully both, and That'll, hopefully that may change with his name eventually on a board. I his, hope uh, so. I know, really do,
1: um, you know, but for me, like, I look at that and I'm like, dude, you, that's the apex. I'm not the biggest fan of Powell products. Yeah,
2: I, to- I agree. But, but you, you know, a that's great kind of the apex company.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so if you, if you like for Josh to get, you know, to be able to ride for them. Well, and that's uh, where I honor them and and respect
2: them. And the fact that, uh, and you know, I probably should do a podcast with George Powell these days. Um, sure. He's one of the few people in the industry who would we talk honestly. Like he'd be honest if business sucked or was good. And like right. like, like, like the guys in H S would just fall, so lie. If I called Bob tonight, it could be such a lie. We're killing it. We're doing like and you, Bob, you know Bob's afraid, retired. You know, so. It's like is he retired? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But whatever. But there was always there was always a bullshit aspect to their angle. Whereas George was real straight. George was you know we have great respect for each other. And um, but Powell uh, Powell earned that spot over a lot of hard work, maintaining their laurels, being having their their respect for skateboarding in general and so on and so forth and people and, um, and so to where they are a place that they can cherry pick and pick the cream of the crop and who wouldn't want to ride for Powell you know I still want to ride hey Powell will you sponsor me I mean that would be, God, that, would be that would be the <laughs> ultimate kind of thing wrong. on the world to have a Jim Gray Powell Peralta board that would be so cool um,
1: <laughs> I mean, that would
2: be rad even a guest board that would be so cool I would be like alright that's all. that would be like a childhood fantasy
1: Right, Um, so that's why, like when I when I saw Josh, you know, I'm stoked to hear. I was just so fucking stoked for him. You know, like to me, like dude, that's like so hard earned. It is. I'm proud. I'm I'm, I'm, glad that you care
2: about that, and that's that's when you know you're a true skateboarder. Like I care about skateboarders based on how nice they are, how good they skate, how they impress me as a human being, and. Who they ride for is, is secondary or third or fourth or fifth. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I, I obviously don't get quite as stoked when someone rides for an a hole company and, and, and loves it, but, you know, but then again, if they do, they're probably not the person
1: I'm attracting to in the start, you know what I mean? Right. But so but when I just see a ripping skateboarder, I care less who he
2: rides for. We have to be
1: also and empathetic free... and forgiving too and, and compassionate. Like, like, I lost a team rider a couple of years ago to a guy that has a bigger name, more money. He's a certified. Legend. No denying that. Yeah. Hasn't done shit for my guy.
2: No, I totally get that.
1: He thought that this was gonna be like something big. And I'm like I don't stand in my guy's way. Yeah. If they tell me, hey man, I think this is a better opportunity and thank you and everything, I'm not gonna give give them any heartache, right? You know what happens? I want them to go on and have success. And I agree with that. But because you care about them first. I do. Because your whole
2: goal isn't profit. If you're all about profit you get angry when someone steals from steals someone from you. No. You know yeah. I mean? that, but I was really happy yeah. for him.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm bummed that, you know, it kind of didn't turn out the way he, he wanted it to, but you know, it, it, you know, that's part of growing up, not getting starstruck, being able to see read between the lines and recognize, you know, if somebody is there because they feel like, you know, Well, that carries over, that carries over into all
2: aspects of life. Right. I worked, worked owned acme skateboards employed a lot of people we weren't the coolest guys in town even though we did lots of rad stuff and made skateboards and all this other stuff but guys would ladder climb to jump off to hipper places mm-hmm. and i'm proud to say that most of them to this day will come back to me and say that it was probably the best was it acme brand worked. you like, guys had that
1: flat yeah. top hardware
2: uh that lightning bolts were standard trucks lightning- like you know we made we made hardware that was shaped Minor, yeah, it, like, it was they, wasn't as chamfered as much. Yeah, yeah, it was angled. We had custom tooling made, so we did it, so it wouldn't break your board. You know, right, we that was the like, best hardware. Going. Yeah, Those standard trucks. You do those those our standard trucks brand. We made that. You know, I still, I have like you want know, something, I'll give you a box. I have like twenty five boxes of that stuff here. Really? Um, yeah, just in my cabinet over there. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have like hardware. Fifty thousand bolts in I hate oh, no, I hate that, give, I
1: hate them the, little hedge hardwares. No, the wedgy ones
2: But but again, my point with that was I employed people. When, I, when they had their fantasy of working somewhere better, fancy, or like that, I shook their hand and let them go. And, and yeah. instead of being all pissy about it and so yeah. on and so forth, yeah. and most of them now will come back and say, Hey, God, that was one of the best places I ever worked was for you. And I appreciate how you treated us, right. I appreciate it. Yeah. But the thing is, you got to let them go. When there's opportunities for them that they have perceived to be better, quite often, and many skaters also the same thing, quit. And they came back later and told me, like, Yeah, well, you were always right the whole time and blah, blah. But right. I needed to sow my oats. I needed I, I got it. That's
1: why I let you go. That's why we're still friends. you know, Right. And, I uh, I, and, 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 you know, uh, that's just the way that is, yeah. you know. Uh, so my dad used to say something a long time ago that that, you know, be careful with meeting your heroes. Oh yeah, right for sure. Don't don't end up like with doing this, putting them up on a pedestal where you're practicing like pagan idolatry. They're still human beings. No, they absolutely are. Okay, there we go. So sorry I missed that part. So see, this will be.
2: This is not edited. This is just okay. like I turn it off, change the batteries, make sure we save the file. Um, I, I don't edit. And let, I may push pause and go to the bathroom and come back and say, I'm back from the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, right. I, don't, well, I mean, it works um, for me. Well, because This know. is just me. I record it. I edit it. I make the whatever, little advertising things for it. The, you know, the picture we took is so I can make a little yeah. promotional thing like, hey, look who I invited on my show, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, That's what it's all about. Then I'm <laughs> not you. Readers, I want skate photos. I'm, you know, I only I have three listeners in four countries. And, uh, and if I lose one of them, that's life. Maybe I'll gain two because you maybe you know three guys in five countries. So, um, you know, somehow that would mean we would expand to six people in nine countries. I don't know. My, math wasn't my strong suit.
1: Um, six turned out to be nine. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, never know
2: how that works. <laughs> so uh, we could talk all day, so we're not going to keep talking. But um, it's obviously great having you here. Thank uh, you. You've been a good good friend to me. I appreciate you enjoying what you do in skateboarding. Um, and making it a passion project for your personal pleasure as well, and uh, and, and I appreciate your attitude and your you know your positivity. You
1: know? Yeah, I appreciate you. You know, uh, you've been a yeah. good friend, and uh, you know, and and uh, it whatever you know, like I said before, you know, you gravitate towards gra- you know gravity, right?
2: No, no, and, I enjoy and, it. I'm so and, so here and, we are on a Friday afternoon. You know, we get to spend you know, a couple hours talking and now we're going to go have lunch.
1: Yeah. I love lunch. that's
2: cool. that's, that's good living right there. So mm-hmm. while I may not be the richest man on the earth, and I love this quote because Ron Allen told me this. He goes, Jim, you may not be rich, but you're wealthy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and the wealth, uh, this, what we have to be able to have open, fun conversations, not even recorded. This happened to be a recorded one. We would have probably most of these same conversations if they weren't recording them. Um, that's the wealth I have friendships and relationships with people from yeah. lots of different, um, locations, backgrounds, where that, but we all have that bond of skateboarding and that's, you know, that's, that's the greatest wealth I, I need is, is is friendships. So when you saw my beautiful girlfriend come in, I, I my life, my life doesn't suck. No. You know, so, uh, you know, my sweet little puppy there hanging out like, you know, this is, this is pretty good living. Skateboards on the wall. I mean, damn. Yeah. Doesn't I really, mean, doesn't really
1: get much better than this. No, so, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, juicy head high waves to throw in the mix that would be that would be cool a fresh, <laughs> uh, a fresh buzz and a pizza you know a and a little, uh, little spicoli
2: action would be uh, good so what kind of food are we gonna have yes not that people necessarily on here care but since we're gonna go eat we need to talk about it because it's kind of like the modern age where you take pictures of your food and put
1: it on social media i don't do it very often it's happened on occasion uh story, but... i don't know what
2: you know we could do wahoo's fish tacos
1: um, oh, my God. I haven't been to a Wahoo since like 1992 or something. Really? Yeah.
2: Good guy. Wing's a friend of mine. Um, uh, well, this, this, this show is not sponsored by Wing's Wahoo's Fish Tacos, but we do love you, Wing, and we would encourage you sponsoring. Oh, Wing? Show. I've heard that guy's name uh, before. Yeah, Wing. He's a yeah. super, super rad guy. Why
1: do um, I know that name? I don't know. I don't know him personally. He's everywhere. He's, he's a Snowboard yeah, event, probably. surf
2: events, skate events, ch- a charity called California Love Drop. I mean, he's always... Is he
1: the guy behind the whole Wahoo thing? Uh, yes,
2: there's three brothers. Uh, Wing and his two brothers they're Wahoos oh yeah.
1: uh, okay because I and, used uh, to there was one where um, there's one in San Jose I know uh, I think no this is when I was ones. in San Diego in the 90s okay. There's
2: well, there a lot, lot of them there like, a uh, lot of them in SoCal but there are some up north too yeah Remember after uh, I, Lake Cunningham Contest we went to Wahoos afterwards. really there's one in San else. Jose yeah Yeah. yeah. So, I mean I don't know if it's still there I mean COVID kind of changed a few things yeah, yeah. but they're uh, certainly yeah they're good people so all right, Well, right we're going to go eat somewhere like Wahoos we don't know maybe Grinders um, Burger Joint at the Huntington Huntington's I haven't been there um, they do make really good burgers. And, you know, we, we, have, we actually have time to go that way. We could, we could do that. Um, so but, uh, oh, Jeff oh, and I are going to go eat. We thank you for listening. Uh, if you care, we, you know, we, we thank you even more. And if you don't care, why the hell are you still listening to the end of a podcast? It's like an hour and three quarters long. So um, <laughs> uh, you've got our issues. Uh, so um, we love you guys uh and girls uh how rude is that i said guys that's very misogynistic and i didn't mean it to be my last podcast i recorded before um this one with was with guys the, was, is not a non-binary no you're term. right it is actually guys is a general term like hey how are you guys right you don't know, like you know, say general how general are you term. girls when a bunch of guys and girls come in together you say how right. are you guys, guys. so and i apologize ladies we hijacked that somewhere along the path i didn't do it don't blame me don't make me the politically incorrect anti-superhero okay i love everybody and i love ladies more than men so just don't kid yourself all right everyone have a beautiful weekend jeff what do you gotta say go skate man go skate man bro that was so spicoli right there all right we out of here